Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. My contributor is Dina Dahl, law and crime legal analyst. And in the bullpen, my debate segment, we got Addison Hosner, commentator for Young Voices. We're gonna talk about private prisons and criminal justice. All right, top story of the day, a well-known KKK member, cool. Klux Clown is running for political office and he may actually win. Okay, uh, let's play the video first. When did you come out and renounce racism? Because I know you did that in the past. 2019, several times in 2020, but whatever banner I might have been fighting under, the enemy had always been the same, left wing radical. Left-wing radicals, you know, socialist. But the Ku Klux Klan isn't against leftist radicals. They're against black people, Jews. What do you believe now that you didn't believe then? Like I said, um, it just depends on who's looking at it. When I've ever read anything like that, um, it seemed like they were just pro-heritage. The Ku Klux Klan? But, well, in some forms, but I'm not here to defend them. It was 28 years ago, and I will not spend one more day from I did this last year, no more apologies. But when I was looking at social media, you had put this picture here saying that Jovi Val was coming to speak at one of your rallies here. And then this is him, Jovi Val, with a racist. And I mean, this is a Nazi hand gesture. And then he posted here, get in, we're hunting Juden. So he's talking about Jews. And that's him at your platform. Do you think that's someone who's a white supremacist? You know, I don't. I wouldn't call him a white supremacist. I think uh, Jovi's got some issues. I didn't know he was that quite that extreme. We were but that to was find posted before you invited him. When you invited him and said you were bringing him here, he had already posted those things. Yeah, well, Jovi was involved a lot with the MAGA. I wasn't aware of any of his other street activism. Street activism. <laughs> That's what we call street activism. Listen, I got a whole lot of this guy. Now, he says he denounced racism in 2019, 2020. Well, he did denounce racism in 2021, and then he applied, he qualified to run for commissioner right after he said, "Oh no, racism wrong. Bad." And now he's saying because he did denounce it in 2020, obviously everybody just needs to move on. We have a picture of him with his crew back in the day. Let's show that picture. Street activist, according to him. All right, his name is Chester Doles. Mr. Doles is a former leader of the KKK and a neo-Nazi National Alliance leader. Filed paperwork earlier this year to run for a spot on the Lumpkin County Board of Commissioners. That's in Georgia in 2022. He wrapped up his campaign. Yes, that's what he's doing, all right? There's a significant history of racism and racial violence connected to this Klan's member. Uh, he's been in prison twice with white nationalists in Charlottesville in 2017's deadly Unite the Right rally. And while he claims to have left white supremacist groups behind, stays in contact with skinheads, neo-confederates and other Klansmen. Even so, he believes he can win running as a what? Republican, of course, of course, a Republican and an ardent supporter 
of former President Donald Trump. His campaign signs carried the warning, stop socialism, save America. A slogan borrowed from controversial US representative, none other than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who represents Georgia's deeply conservative 14th district. Peas in a pod, right? Now remember, there's a reason why virtually 100% of these guys are Republicans and 100% of them are Trump supporters. You cannot dismiss the significance of that argument. It gets deeper. He says, and I quote, this is not a publicity stunt. He told the Atlanta Journal Constitution, this is not about me. This is about the community and what is best for the community. In some respects, this is the moment Doles has been waiting for. His campaign rhetoric peppered with his anti-critical race, critical race theory rhetoric, illegal immigration and left-wing social justice movement bears striking similarities to mainline Republican candidates in Georgia and elsewhere. So here's the connection. You mean to tell me that the white supremacist message, the white nationalist message is the exact same as the overall Republican message in the United States of America? Yep. Yes, it is. And the current political climate, the current political climate has allowed some candidates with a checkered past like this guy, a past of violence against others because of his racism, even checkered presence to mount successful campaigns. This month, at least seven, seven people who were at the January 6th Trump rally and terrorist attack have won races around the country. Okay, let me give you some more background to this guy. Doles was also convicted in 1993 on federal charges related to the beating of a black man in Maryland. Doles was sentenced to seven years in prison and served four. In 2003, Doles, then an activist with the National Alliance, was arrested on federal firearms charges. The charge netted him another four years in prison, okay? Here's what else he said. Now, this is the part that should cause everyone alarm, even if you subscribe to a Republican ideology. He said, and I quote, I'm running for county commissioner and not something ridiculous like Congress or state Senate. I think if this thing does pop off and things go south in America with martial law and all that, it's going to be your local sheriff and county commissioners that's going to mean something in your area. Now, what do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to go around and attack other bigots and whites? Hmm? If he feels like the government has gone too far, the federal government has overreached. If in his make believe world, in his fabricated societal construct, if he thinks the federal government is overreaching, who do you think he reaches for? He reaches for black bodies, he reaches for brown bodies. He utilizes 
his bias and his racism, prejudice and bigotry to institutionalize the racism. You see, this guy's a shining example of institutional racism because he wants to seek and obtain political power for the reason of implementing systemic and institutional racism in his local jurisdiction. Attorney, what do you see here? I mean, first, I can't believe this is 2021 and this is happening. Yeah. You know, of course, we know that Trump having won and, and still highly popular despite his racist comments and uh, cuddling with these groups is what is allowing this to happen. You know, the other thing is the gerrymandering, the redistricting that is creating districts that are so extreme, it is allowing people like him. Which really a horrific, I don't even think it's that past. He didn't really try to distance himself that much. It wasn't just rhetoric, like you said, he actually was violent, mm -hmm. these racist violent crimes as well. And he may very well win. You know, in California, we actually have a system where when you vote, the top two candidates move on to the general election. It can be two Democrats, it can be two Republicans. And the idea is to try to appeal to the broadest group of people. You know, If we can't get the voting rights bill passed and eliminate gerrymandering, we have to get something like this because if they only have to speak to an extreme group of people, we will have more and more extreme candidates like him. Which is really scary because, like you said, the things he plans on doing, you know, are very scary here as as county commissioner. Totally unrelated story. Next, there's a woman who has been caught breastfeeding her cat on Delta. Let that sink in. Okay, here's the background. Uh, there's a woman on a Delta Airlines who reportedly was caught breastfeeding her pet mid flight. Now, damn it, if you're gonna do it, do it at the beginning of the flight, mid flight is tough. Mid flight and refused to stop after she was caught, okay? Newsweek reports that the woman was on a plane between Syracuse, New York and Atlanta, Georgia when the incident occurred. An image circulating on social media is reportedly a screenshot um, capture of a message sent using the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system. Pilots use the system to transmit text based messages to the ground. Let's put up the message that was relayed. And I'm sure whoever got that message thought somebody has been drinking the small alcoholic bottles too much. <laughs> what does it say? It says, that a passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in carrier. In response to a request from a flight attendant is followed by a message that asks the situation to be addressed by the airline's red coat team upon landing. I don't know, this may not be a job for the red coat team. I mean, this may be a level 10 situation here. Okay, I've actually done a little research on this, and one, it's probably not illegal unless you apply generally and liberally a animal and animal neglect or animal abuse statute. Now, here's why: according to all of the science that I could find about humans breastfeeding cats, and surprisingly, there's a lot of that on the internet. Didn't know it. Cats will have severe reaction to human breast milk.
including vomiting and swelling. And yeah, if it's excessive, they could die. Okay, this woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket. So it looked like a baby. As Lee Elizabeth reportedly said in the video, that's the flight attendant, okay? Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch and she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier and the cat was screaming for his life. I'm surprised she wasn't screaming anyway. All right, Miss Dahl, in all of my days of doing the news, I never thought I would ever do a news story about a human being trying to breastfeed a cat in mid flight on Delta Airlines. I know, I was gonna say something thoughtful about how these poor flight attendants are having to deal with so many unruly passengers. But I think at the end of the day, if you're gonna do this, please just do it in your home. Like, I don't wanna know, you know, none of us wanna know. Like, there's some things better just to be done behind closed doors. I don't need to know all the weird things people do. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Okay, let me take it to Joel Osteen. You know, Joel Osteen, the televangelist, mega preacher, was in trouble a few years ago because of his neglect in serving his local community when they were experiencing. A flood, right? Okay, that same guy. A plumber, a plumber has discovered a bunch of money inside of the walls of the church. I kid you not. So a plumber discovers money and checks in Joel Osteen's church. They refer to it as bags and bags of cash in a bathroom wall. Here it is, the discovery came several years after someone stole $600,000 in cash and checks from a safe at Osteen's Lakewood Church. That's according to a report from KRPC Channel 2. The station suggested that whoever stole the money in 2014 may have hidden it in the bathroom wall. A plumber named Justin said in a statement and I quote, he started working on the toilet and had to remove the tile and the installation, the station reports. Once he removed the insulation, he discovered about 3000 envelopes full of checks. That's a lot of damn money. Some had cash in it, Justin said he called the church's maintenance supervisor and had to stay at the church for almost seven hours after the discovery. Houston police investigators later questioned Justin and removed the rest of the wall, discovering bags and bags of money and checks. In 2014, Houston police said $200,000 in cash and $400,000 worth of checks were stolen from a safe in the church. At the time, the church said the stolen money represented funds that were contributed during one of their weekend services. Just one of them now, just one of them, okay? Justin said the church or HPB, Never thanked him, never thanked him or reached out to him about the $25,000 reward money. The station reported referring to the reward that was offered following the 2014 theft. Justin said he even called Crime Stoppers about the reward money, but never heard back. He even tried reaching out to Joel Osteen, but hasn't heard back. I mean, damn, (laughs) Joel, come on, brother. 
you got to at least get this guy, I don't know what, a tithe, give him 10%. Uh, this is a really crazy story. I have my assumptions and conclusions all based on speculation. Uh, but I think it was an inside job. I think somebody who works there stole the money. And I think this was their retirement plan. And somebody found it before they did, before they came to get it back. All right, uh, Dina Dahl, what's your thoughts about this story? And why I hasn't this man got his money? Oh, he should absolutely get his money. And depending on the wording of the reward, he might actually have like a legal claim to that money. And you know, good for him. He had integrity and he did the right thing. And it's awful they're not paying him. I agree with you. It's totally speculation, but definitely seems like an inside job. Somebody who thought they were gonna have continued access to this wall. It's fascinating. You know, my contracts law professor will be so proud of me for this moment because when you put out a proclamation for a reward, you establish a contractual relationship. And if the performance is met for that contractual relationship, you are held bound and liable to perform the duty of the contract. Am I correct on that attorney? Yes, absolutely. He relied on it and there's consideration, I agree. Like yeah. depending on the wording, sometimes yeah. there can be something strange about it. But yeah, I think he's entitled to it legally. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Do not forget, all right, don't forget. Shop TYT last day for the sale. If you're thinking about gifting your loved ones for the holidays, some progressive merch. All right, last chance to receive guaranteed shipping in time for the holidays. We've extended the discount. Shop TYT has 20% off site wide. Use code HOLIDAYS at checkout. H O L I D A Z E. All right, all orders must be placed by December 5th. Okay, that's to make sure you get your great gift before the 25th. All right, Power Panel. Check out the Young Turks today for the Friday Power Panel. It's going to be off the chain. You got John, you got Jank, you got Charles Coleman, F. Coleman Jr. That's our one. Our two, you got JR, Ravana, and Jank. TYT.com forward slash live. Watch live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. All about a mask 
Now she says, this particular Karen says, well, this is discrimination. You're discriminating against me. No, discrimination is unjust prejudicial action. That's not unjust, that's a rule, all right? Companies get to enforce these rules. Let's say it again, no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. They can do that, right? This particular Karen, obviously very upset, highly offended. Because someone had the um, the audacity to simply tell her to follow the rules of that establishment. I don't know where they were at, story is developing. Looks like uh, the gift shop of a Cracker Barrel, I have no idea. All right, Dana Dahl, what are your thoughts? Okay, I think we've talked about this several times, but just in case anybody still needs to hear in terms of the law. Okay, if you have a real disability, the shop has to make a reasonable accommodation, like giving you curbside service. You do not have a right to go onto a private business and not follow a rule like this, even if you have a disability. I mean, she clearly doesn't saying she needs to have air. Uh, is not a disability, but even if she did, she is still not allowed to go on there with a mask. Uh, and then she's just pure awful to him, the way she's talking to him and then throwing in this um, standing up for Americans. I guess what she doesn't see is he is standing up for Americans. He's standing up for all the other people in the store wearing a mask. Yeah, and see, this is the great irony of this entire narrative and the politics of it and the anger connected to it. None of these people complained about other rules, right? No, Nobody complained about if you don't have on a shirt, you can't come into the store. There are other restaurants, if you have on a hat, you gotta take your hat off in order to enter the restaurant. There are some that say you can't wear tennis shoes in this restaurant. None of them complained about those rules and even though those rules were in fact restrictions on your ability to attend or participate with that company. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, right? The mask is this great American enemy. Putting on a mask means I'm not American. It's ridiculous, but it shows you the politics and how they can really get people to act in insane ways. Ms. Dahl, I got a question for you. Do you remember? I've fallen and I can't get up. You remember that commercial? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an effective campaign ad, right? <laughs> well, I have found the replacement. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're your still friends. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Oh! Oh, my leg! Okay, I know that if you're watching this on YouTube or social media, you're gonna to want to rewind to see it again, laugh again. We've already done that for you, here it is. 
I'm sorry, it's just so many better ways to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst way possible, Karen. And then Karen says, don't hurt me no more. Well, madam, you're hurting yourself here. All right, see, things like this can really, really become dangerous for people. And once again, we have a Karen whose Karenicity is out of freaking control. Dina Dahl, is this, is this, connected or is it close to false allegation here? I was thinking a personal injury lawyer may be calling her any moment now. Oh man. <laughs> because there's always a claim. There's always a claim for a lawyer. It's it's amazing and I listen, I agree with you. I think there's some lawyers saying, "Wait a minute, I see a real injury here, right? A real right. opportunity, a failure to render aid possibly." Well, yeah, we might start seeing seatbelts on those wheelchairs when they handcuff somebody behind their back. Yeah, and and let's not let's not dismiss the reality that she was in this particular position because of previous behavior where she had to be removed from the premises. Mm -hmm. And as she's being removed, she wanted to create a scene because she did not want to be in handcuffs. Um, I do find it interesting that these police officers, I mean, none of them responded like this was serious at all. So I gotta give some credit here to the cops that treated her like the Karen that she actually is. Yeah. Yeah, I all agree, right. they were very patient. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, here's the thing: we got a lot of show left. We got a lot of comments. We're gonna come back. All right. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. A lot happening in the world. We're gonna get to all of it. Uh, remember, shop tyt, shoptyt.com. Um, Twenty percent off site wide. We got a great sale. You have to get the order in now to make sure, right? To make sure it gets there before the holidays. You have until the fifth um, of December to order to guarantee shipping before the holidays. We got a lot of great, great products from Indisputable as well. We got our anti-Karen shirts, <laughs> Antica Unite. All right. Um, also the power panel of the Young Turks today, Friday power panel off the chain. Make sure you check that out live 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific time on tyt.com forward slash live. And right after the program, we have, excuse me, Ben Carollo, Galaxy Brain. Ben Carollo, Galaxy Brain, all right? Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash tyt. Lynn says, hasn't Cracker Barrel Karen realized yet <laughs> that the Code 51 defense doesn't work? No, <laughs> she has not. Colorado Blue Blazer regular. Uh, don't forget, some country steakhouses have a tagline of no tie allowed. And they literally cut the neckties off of patrons wearing one. I've seen that, yes. YouTube Super Chat. Trudy Lawrence says, we have people with real disabilities. I am tired of these tired Karens. Yep, 
Trudy also says, I am double dose done with the fake wheelchair carry. <laughs> yeah, I was too. <laughs> uh, Chaplain Fred says, um, I am sorry, Dr. Richard, but I think I need to perform an exorcism on this lady. Demon, leave this poor lady, I rebuke you. Shout out to Miss Doll. <laughs> uh, Dark Angel 3, wheelchair Karen, nine out of 10 stars. It was better than cats. I'd see it again and again. Gabby Mathis, uh, this Karen is disgusting. I have a disability where I fall and can't get up. Mm. Yep. Uh, Twitch, I don't know. Floco Wesos, Flocho, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing it. Please forgive me. I bet she has as much teeth as the front row. <laughs> I bet she has as much teeth as the front row of a Randy Travis concert. <laughs> That's so wrong. Okay, uh, uh, Peachy Cherie says, I love the I Wish Karen Woods segment, but it's sad that there's enough cameras and footage of them out there to keep this segment going daily. I know we literally have to limit the Karens. It's too many of them, I'm only one man. <laughs> um, Karen falling and cannot get up. RC Taku 13 says, man, doc, Karen number two knows a move that a five year old does when throwing a tantrum, that's right. Um, Captain Cornball, her legs weren't in sync in the dismount, but she nailed the landing. I give her a 9.25. <laughs> All right, okay, very serious, very sad and very corrupt situation. There's a police officer who has been accused and arrested of raping a woman. After he arrested the woman for DWI, I kid you not, is led a police officer. This is out of New Mexico, is now behind bars, okay? Accused of raping a drunk driving suspect while taking her to jail. The alleged victim says she felt that she had no choice, fearing that he would add charges to her or something worse. His name, let's put up his picture, let's put up his mugshot. His name is Leon Martin, was arrested Tuesday by his fellow police officers. The guy basically admitted to what happened, okay? So let me give you some background to this. The woman reported the assault last week at the hospital, saying she was arrested for DWI in the Isleta Pueblo by Martin. Uh, and on the way to jail, she says Martin pulled his patrol car over into a dark area and asked her to come to the driver's side. She says he took off his vest and gun built and then raped her. This story gets really deep, deeper than this, all right? Now you already have a guy who feels comfortable pulling over his squad car and raping a woman while taking her to jail. He still takes her to jail, okay? He rapes her and takes her to jail. That's according to the allegation. The victim says she was scared and afraid, all right? And that he would shoot her or add extra charges to her DWI case if she did not comply. She says Martin told her in exchange, he would talk to the judge to help reduce her charges and 
if they spent a longer amount of time together, she would uh, she would spend a shorter amount of time in jail and would get to see the judge quicker. A couple of days later, the victim told investigators she tested positive for chlamydia following the assault. In an interview, okay, in an interview with the NMSP, the cop admitted to having sex with the woman while she was under arrest, but told them she initiated the encounter and he simply had a lapse of judgment. The alleged victim told police she recognized Martin from a previous domestic violence incident and he had messaged her on Facebook afterward. She says she felt like he was trying to hit on her. So what do we have here? We have a cop that had a prior interaction with this individual he has arrested. That prior interaction caused him to inbox her on social media. She felt as if this was his attempt to try to get at her, okay? To try and hit on her. This guy is a walking corruption. That's what he is, all right? So there's more. Um, the executive director of the coalition to stop violence against native women said in the statement, we know that police officers who do this, they do target those most vulnerable. Gender nonconforming people in this instance, someone who was under the influence, folks who engage in sex work. These are populations of people who are targeted because they're seen as less credible. Uh, let's put the cop's picture up again. He faces multiple felonies now, including criminal assault, uh, criminal sexual penetration, false imprisonment, uh, demanding or receiving a bribe by a public officer, uh, as well as an ethics violation. We're gonna follow this story. Uh, the court date has not been set yet, but we're gonna follow this story because we don't want it to be brushed under the rug as we have seen with other police officers who have been involved in insane and extreme criminal corruption like this. Ms. Dahl, you're an attorney at law. Would you defend this guy? Mm. No, I mean, that's why I'm not a criminal defense lawyer, although he's constitutionally entitled to it. But you know, I want to say about the woman, you know, good for her for coming forward. That took an, a huge amount of courage to come yes. forward, especially when her, you know, the person was a law enforcement. She had no idea what was gonna happen. She had no idea that he was actually gonna admit it. So that took a tremendous amount of courage. And this man should really get the book thrown at him because he seems like he might have even stalked her. You know, The fact that he was following her on Facebook and he caught her driving drunk. Was he just following her all the time? Very scary. We see things like this happen. And if he is released, you know, he could do something worse. I mean, oftentimes these type of um, crimes against women, it happens repeatedly. So I really hope they take this really seriously. And the fact that um, it came out during this story that behind police brutality is sex abuse as the number two police misconduct. We is Honestly, I didn't even know that before you reported this story. And 
we are so desensitized to violence against women in this country. This is, should never tolerate that amount of abuse against women when they have a gun, have a position of power. And like you said, they do it against these vulnerable women, maybe sex workers that do not have feel like they have the ability to speak out. Um, so I, you know, I hope this case kind of opens, cracks open this door, and we we really clean this up. Yeah, he's trash. They need to take out the garbage. What is the fascination with white racist people and white Santa Claus? I don't understand this. Why attack Black Santa Claus? Right wing political commentator and failed comedian Steven Crowder went on another racist rant about black Santa Claus and Disneyland. Here it is. But that's the true spirit of Christmas is making sure that we divide and conquer by race. Yeah, yeah of course. absolutely. Yeah. Which brings us to this now that Disney World Disneyland, they're hiring black Santas. Oh, good. And before we get, Dave, have you ever, have you ever seen a black have you ever seen a black Santa? I guess if I'm in the wrong mall, you? Uh, figurines <laughs> at Dollar Tree. Now, this is, here's the thing. I don't care. Quarter Black Garrett. Yep. Did you want a black Santa? What about your full black relatives where they were like, no. I want a black Santa? If no. you had a black Santa show up, do you think you'd be like, oh, that's one of, that must be one of his yeah. helpers from the, the mall? I mean, that's obvious. All the ones in the mall, they're always helpers. Yeah. I, I did have a family member that had the black Santa, like the glowing plastic black Santa in their yard. Uh huh. How, how did it glow? Was it a black light? Ouch. You walk by Santa, your teeth turn blue. You could just see the hat. <laughs> you see the lint. No, he's smiling. Here's the thing. I don't care, but this is the most this is the most blatant example of cultural appropriation that I can think of. Wearing a sombrero, Taco Tuesday, that you brought that you purchased yeah. from a Mexican is not cultural yeah. appropriation. No. Taking a historical figure who has been an important, arguably one of the most important cultural icons of Western civilization and changing the race is cultural appropriation. I don't care. I just don't know why it's necessary. I don't understand why you f why people feel they need a black Santa Claus. Hmm. Historical figure you say. Important icon. Most famous quote, ho ho ho. Okay. Let's go down this rabbit hole. First of all, uh, this racist rant and the content therein completely contrary to the actual historical record. Now we know for sure that Santa Claus as celebrated in the United States of America is a fictional character. Not real, not historic. Actually, it's the opposite of historic, it's fake. But there is a genesis, there's a start to the notion and the understanding of Santa Claus and I'm gonna break this down. Now, before I do that, let's go to Disneyland and what Disneyland did. Disneyland parks in California and Florida have quietly included black Santas throughout their theme parks for the first time in the company's 66 year theme park history. According to CNN, visitors and staff at Disneyland Resort in California and Walt Disney World Resort in Florida have spotted black Santas at certain meet and greet events and at after hours Christmas parties. But for them, should have been a black Santa. 
All right, I get pissed if I go to a black mall and I see a white Santa. I always talk to management about that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, fictional character. Give the kids something at least that looks like them that's jovial and happy and joyous. We all know what it is. All right, you don't have to celebrate Christmas to understand the disconnect between having a white figure be the person that everybody says is holy. All right, they've done this historically. The white male dominated social structure in the United States of America has always given us white figures or they turned them white and said these are the ones worthy of your admiration. Jesus was not white either, they turned him white. Okay, Crowder insists that he really didn't care, but then did an entire show about caring in reference to black Santa Claus. Um, Crowder says this is a cultural icon of Western civilization and that it's cultural appropriation. However, the truth is completely contrary to what he said. Although Saint Nicholas has been portrayed in icons as a white man with rosy red cheeks for centuries, a modern day forensic study of the bishop's bones discovered that he resembled a light brown man of color, okay? This is the history of St. Nicholas. Meanwhile, a cathedral built in Bari, Italy, this is in 1087. To honor the saints depict him as a Middle Eastern man with very dark skin. According to psychology today, the Turkish born saint Looked, and I quote, much more like Osama bin Laden than today's average white man or Coca-Cola's Santa Claus. White conservatives like Crowder have no claim here to determine the race of a childhood icon or fictional character. Regardless of skin tone, let's bring this thing back home. Regardless of skin tone, okay, both Saint Nicholas and the man we recognize as Santa Claus are symbolic of the joy of giving. Santa Claus once a year comes to bring gifts, love and hope to millions of children around the world. In essence, he shouldn't be limited to just one image or skin color. Instead, she'll be embraced as a figure of our imagination and acceptance in all forms, whether that's in traditional sense or as the modernized version created by the black Santa company Santa. Reminds us, of light and humanity. That's what it should do, right? But no, it has become part of the racial and cultural war. And let me remind everyone, it has been utilized as a great marketing ploy in the United States of America. 70% of Americans overspend during one season, right now. You know why they overspend? Because The giants of marketing have indoctrinated us to believe that this season should be a season of buying, not a season of giving. Because giving is what you do from the heart. Giving is what you probably do all year round anyway. Giving your time, your services, your love. Nothing reaches its full potential until it's given away. That's you, your time, your love, your resources. Not just because you bought something. Dina, what are your thoughts here? 
Well, that was so well said, it's hard to know what to add. But I think that, yeah, you're right. He's wrong on the history. You know, Christianity actually started in the East. Right. People were first called Christians <laughs> yeah. in Syria. The first mm-hmm. Christian church was in modern day Istanbul. This is actually part of seventh grade curriculum. So he's just wrong on that. And then he's so offensive to what you're saying is like love and peace. And why can't we all feel included? And what's so offensive about that? And like you say, this capitalism, this market construct, you know, maybe that's the evil that we should all kind of band mm-hmm. against. It's not about religion, it's not about cultural, it's not about ethics, but it's about this get greed and corporation. And somehow everything kind of gets tied into it in a way that it shouldn't. Yeah, very well said. Okay, Tucker Carlson went to Hunter Biden and asked Hunter Biden, can you please, please write a letter of recommendation for my son to get into Georgetown? All right, that's the report. I'm just reporting to you what has been reported publicly. So pro-Trump lawyer, Lynn Wood, remember Lynn Wood? He's a fiery one, all right? Lynn Wood shared what he claims to be an email. Let's put up the email between Tucker Carlson and Hunter Biden, proving his claims that they are buddy buddy. Lynn Wood posted a screenshot of the email on the conservative friendly chat app Telegram, showing an apparent conversation between the two where they discuss Hunter Biden writing a recommendation letter for Buckley. Carson's son to get into Georgetown University. We got Tucker, we got Hunter, we got Buckley, and we got Georgetown. All right, this is going to be the whitest story I've ever done. Let's put up the pick again. All right, let's put up, yeah, there it is. This is really interesting. The text from the email from Tucker says, Hunter, I can't thank you enough for writing that letter to Georgetown on Buckley's behalf. So nice of you, I know it'll help. Hope you're great and we can all get dinner soon, Tucker. All right, Hunter says, hey buddy, I need Buckley's CV. If you have one handy, thanks. Tucker, of course, getting on a plane right now, but I'll ask Susie to send it right away, thanks again. It's really nice of you to do this, uh, Susie is his wife, all right? Okay, now it's unclear as to who originally posted the email exchange between Biden and Carlson. Wood uploaded the unredacted and unverified screenshot to his Telegram channel on Thursday night. It appears to show three emails between Biden and Carlson from November 2018, neither Carlson nor Biden. Um, have confirmed nor denied uh, the authenticity of these messages. All right, so you know, fast forward. Uh, Buckley did not go to Georgetown University; went to the University of Virginia. He graduated in 2019. Um, Carson's apparent behind-the-scenes friendliness with Biden does not appear to gel with statements he has made about the latter. In April, Carson made the baseless claim that Biden watches child pornography. All right, during the 2020 presidential campaign, Carlson also launched attacks on Biden, calling the president's son a fallen man. I mean, now we know the motive. He didn't get his, he didn't get his son at Georgetown. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is all because Buckley did not get into Georgetown. I don't know. 
the hell of a story. Okay, I'm sure more information will come out. But I mean, you know, if it's true, if it's 100% true, that's a hell of a way to treat a guy that you're asking to help your son do anything. Am I right on that? You're absolutely right. And I'm loving this infight though, because Tucker Carlson <laughs> yeah. is really dangerous to our democracy. That documentary he just did about the insurrection. And if anybody who can probably show how fake he actually is, it's gotta be somebody in his inner circle. So good for Lynn Wood. Let's hope he keeps doing this. And also, you know, I don't know if Tucker Carlson's viewers will see this, but I hope they see that this is the difference in America, right? Tucker Carlson has a lot more in common with Hunter Biden than anybody else, no matter what he says, because it's all about access to power. And I'm sure not able to ask Hunter Biden for a recommendation, even if I agree more with his policy. Right. But Tucker Carlson can, because there's people with the power and there's people without. And no matter what he says on his show, he's never gonna be like the people who watch him. That's right, and I have to remind people about Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood is one of the reasons why you have Democrats representing the state of Georgia in the US Senate. It was Lynn Wood who went around the state of Georgia saying that the machines were still rigged in the runoff election and telling people at Trump rallies, do not vote until they get rid of the machines and hold a special session in the state legislature. Well, that caused, according to polling data, 4% of likely Republican voters to stay at home, that rhetoric alone. Uh, so thank you, Linwood, we appreciate your service. All right, Ms. Dahl, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your work. It was so great um, discussing these things with you. Thanks for having me on. I'm at AskDinaDahl1 on Twitter. That's it, thank you, madam. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.